Well, good morning and happy Tuesday to you guys. Or whenever you are listening, it's time for another edition of the Akron FBC Daily Devotional Podcast, a daily podcast where we read and study God's Word together. I am so thankful to be a part of your day today, man. I am feeling blessed. I am one happy camper this morning, man. I serve a great God. I get to be a pastor of the most amazing church in the world. I get to be the husband of the most beautiful woman in the world. And I get to be a daddy to the greatest child in the world. I tell you what, man, I'm blessed. I feel like running around my house a couple times just thinking about how blessed I am. I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. That pumps me up. And I am pumped up for today's Bible study. We are going over the book of Ephesians right now, and we are dealing with the unity factor in Ephesians chapter number four. We see the theme of walking in unity in the first 16 verses of Ephesians four. And we've been dealing with the unity topic for a couple of weeks now, and we are going to be wrapping up up the theme of unity today and so that being said we'll just do a quick review of what we've looked at so far we've dealt with the subtopic of the grace of unity the christian graces that we experience if we're dwelling in unity we looked at the grounds of unity why you and i can live unified lives as christians as brothers and sisters in christ as a local church we looked at the growth of unity how god has set it up in a way where the local church can experience unity and we can experience spiritual growth in our life through pastors teachers and evangelists and then today we're going to be looking at the goal of unity And that's just how the Apostle Paul kind of closes his theme on unity. Why are we focused on unity and why have we been dealing with unity for this chapter? Well, one of the reasons is because Jesus Christ put the emphasis on unity. It was one of the things that he prayed for in John chapter 16, his prayer to the Father. But the other reason is because if you want to be spiritually mature, if you want to be a spiritually strong Christian, if you want to be like Jesus Christ and experience spiritual growth, then you will live in unity. Spiritual maturity and spiritual unity go hand in hand. Mature individuals are unified individuals. That's why you never see toddlers unified. No, toddlers love to fight with one another. Toddlers love to argue. Toddlers are emotional people. But if we are spiritually mature and if we are growing spiritually, we are going to be unified because mature people recognize the importance of unity. And so that's what the Apostle Paul was kind of building up to. The goal of being unified is being like Jesus Christ, being spiritually mature individuals. And then in verses 13 through 16, he gives some evidences of spiritual growth. Four evidences of spiritual maturity. If we are spiritually mature, we will have these four evidences in our life. And to close the subtopic of unity and walking in unity, let's just look at those four evidences real quick. And the first one is this. The first one is we'll be like Jesus Christ. We'll be like Jesus Christ. We will live like Jesus Christ. And that's what the Bible says in verse 13. The Bible says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we see there that if we are coming to church, if we're being faithful to our local church and we are actually experiencing spiritual growth, our relationship with Jesus Christ is growing, we're going to be like Jesus Christ. 
And that's what that verse tells us. You can't hang around something and not become like that person, right? You become who you hang around with. And if you're hanging around Jesus Christ, you are going to be like Jesus Christ. I quoted this yesterday, but I love to quote it because it's one of my favorite verses in the world. I have 31,102 favorite verses, but this is definitely one of them. The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. All of those traits, all of those promises, all of those fruits that are mentioned there, those are all Jesus Christ. Those are all the examples and the traits of Jesus Christ. So if we are abiding in Christ, if we have a strong personal relationship with Christ, we will be like Jesus Christ. Christ likeness will be evidenced in our life. And that's the first evidence of spiritual growth. But then the second evidence of spiritual maturity is stability. Look at verse number 14. The Bible says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So if you are spiritually mature, if you are growing spiritually, then you won't be tossed around by a variety of different religious ideas and trends. No, you will stand firm on the word of God. You will stand firm in what you believe in because the Bible says ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The truth will set you free from the bondage of being tossed to and fro and from the bondage of sin and slavery and relying on someone else to tell you what to believe in. But then number three, the third evidence of spiritual growth is truth joined with love, right? Not just truth, not just love, but truth joined with love. That's a spiritually mature trait. The Bible says in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ now that might be the hardest of the evidences of spiritual growth because it's easy to speak the truth and it's easy to speak in love but it can be difficult to speak the truth in love because truth is what God says about a matter and truth must reign and sometimes it isn't pretty when the truth confronts our sin and that's why the truth can't be used like a destructive hammer. You can't drop truth bombs and then just leave with all of the issues still there. No, it must be spoken with love. It must be spoken with compassion and kindness and grace. We must be tactful just like the Apostle Paul was and just like Jesus Christ. And if we do that, if we're speaking the truth in love, that's when we see people coming to Jesus Christ and people growing in their Christian life. We need to speak the truth in love, though. And that is the third trait of spiritual maturity. And then number four, the fourth evidence of spiritual growth and maturity is cooperation. And we see that in verse number 16 of Ephesians 4. The Bible says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And that verse is talking about cooperating as a local church, working together, how each piece is so important and vital to growth, right? If we are spiritually mature, we will realize that as members of the local church, we belong to each other. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We affect each other and we need each other. If you are a spiritually mature Christian today, you will recognize that you need the local church. You will recognize that you need to be faithful to the local church, and you will recognize that you need to be faithful and friends with your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? You'll understand the importance of fellowing or fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in Christ. 
the best ministry that you can have is just being a part of your local church right each believer no matter how insignificant he may appear or no matter how insignificant they feel they have a ministry just like everybody else we all have a ministry and we can all make an impact today and if we are truly spiritually mature we will recognize that and we will accomplish our goal of unity